And welcome to the third episode of the Morbidly Deceased Podcast with JT McCallum. Evan Delworth. And uh, uh, today we're going to be talking about um, Christmas horror movies and uh, things related to this holiday. Um, You don't really associate a lot of uh, (laughs) horror-themed things with Christmas necessarily, but when you start to think about it... um, there's probably more horror movies that take place on Halloween, or sorry, that take place on Christmas than on Halloween. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more. Which is interesting, because you don't really associate, like, when you think about Christmas, you don't really think of horror, <laughs> and yet I'm pretty sure it vastly outnumbers the amount of movies that take place on Halloween or around Halloween. Yeah, like, besides Halloween as a franchise, that's one, like, one franchise set on that. Right. Holiday. I don't think of it like as you know. That's ten movies, right? <laughs> so there's like that, and then there's probably two or three other ones that I can really, yeah, think of or remember that are on Halloween, right? But like, I think maybe a couple more for Christmas. Yeah, that I can. Yeah, no, exactly. Call and name. Yeah, it you got Silent Night, Deadly Nights. You got uh, uh, Black. You know, three Black Christmas movies now. You've got you know. Uh, a bunch of stuff, and I, I'm drawing a blank right now, but I guarantee you there are more <laughs> horror movies on Christmas. Um, really quickly, I just wanted to first say uh, thank you to all 80 people that have liked our Facebook page. That's kind of ridiculous. We have two episodes and now three episodes, and uh, we have 80 likes. So that's very cool. That's pretty, and I mean, I know that a, a lot of them are, you know, our friends and family and stuff, but at the same time, you know... Well, they're showing support. It's yeah, nice. they're showing support, so thank you everyone for showing support 80 likes in two episodes is fucking amazing I'm excited about yeah it. that like that that's awesome um just really quickly before we get into our main topic um you know we uh evan and i kind of became friends through a mutual friend and uh, i had been wanting to do a horror podcast for a long time uh and just a podcast in general which i kind of do one with my sister but we don't do one as often as this and um so uh, when Evan and I became friends, uh, we I, I had suggested, you know, like, oh, we should do like because we both listened to uh, the Shockwaves horror podcast. And, uh, you know, we were like, oh, you know, like we should actually like, get together and record one. And everyone kind of talks about that. You know, it's kind of like when you have friends who are musicians. You're like, oh, we need to start a band together. No one ever really <laughs> actually wants to start a band. Um <laughs> But then, you know, uh, the more and Ev- the more that uh, Evan and I talked about it, the more we realized that we actually wanted to do this. Um, and then we finally sat down and recorded it. Um, and so far, I'm sure that Evan will agree with me, we were having a great time doing it. And um, we're just super stoked for next year. Like, 2019 is kind of like our... We're getting our footing. We're trying to figure out yeah. stuff. Um, but 2020, you know, that from the stuff that we've been talking about, like, it's going to be... Pretty great. The the ideas that we have, you know, we're we're gonna expand for more than just sitting down and talking. We're gonna have like interviews, which we've been talking about. We're gonna have um, we're gonna try to do some videos, maybe. Like we're gonna we're talking about doing a George Romero appreci- yeah. appreciation video. You know, we're we've got a lot of ideas. We have different ideas for different um, segments, like some smaller episodes that we can release, you know, kind of weekly. Yeah, FJT and I are super busy or we can't meet up for like the bigger episodes we'll be able to do some smaller episodes some more content for you guys to kind of keep you satisfied until we get to our main topic episodes and yeah i think that's going to be a lot of fun yeah for sure um do you want to talk about what your idea is for what you're going to do for your smaller episodes okay so for mine we're gonna do well jt 
and I were talking about it, and we got like at first I was like, oh yeah, but you know I don't know if we should do that. But then I actually after thinking about it, I was like, it'd be really cool to hear what JT's going to talk about, even if I'm not part of it. Like sometimes we'll probably be part of those. Yeah, for sure. Sessions. Oh yeah, for sure. So, but I'm sitting there thinking, okay, no, it'll be excited because I'll get to hear some stuff that maybe I wouldn't normally listen to or something. Mm-hmm. Hear JT talk about it, and it might get me into it. Right. So for my bonus segments, I'm going to do uh, episodes on physical media, um, releases from Arrow, Scream Factory, Synapse Films, Vinegar Syndrome, Mondo Macabro. Like, I'm just going to go pretty much all out, talk about, you know, the features on the disc, whether or not it's worthy upgrade to, you know, an older Blu-ray, but it more than likely will be. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be kind of my thing that I'll do for our bonus content Mm -hmm. um and then so far i have an idea called uh, stranger than fiction which is where um take a look at uh, some real life inspiration things for things that uh, have inspired horror movies like for example um texas chainsaw massacre says that it's based on a true story but how true is the story that it's based on um i mean we can go back and we can say that uh ed gein was the inspiration for leatherface but he was also the inspiration for norman bates and psycho so uh stuff like that i i want to do some some deep dives into um uh, real things, uh, real horrific things that have inspired horror movies. And then also, like, we want to talk about, like, ghost stories and shit that's yeah. happened to real people and stuff. Like, we we want to expand this from just Evan and I just talking about it. I mean, that's obviously going to be, like, the core focus of the show, but... We're a show about all things to do with horror. Yeah. We, we really want to live up to the name of this being, of Morbidly Deceased being the home of horror, essentially, in a way that, uh, that you know, a lot of podcasts, maybe they focus on horror movies, or maybe they focus on horror video games, but I really want this to become, uh, like, a, a hub for all things horror. Like, I, I, I truly want it to be um, the show that keeps the Halloween spirit alive through engine 65 days a year. Um so yeah, so so that's that's our ideas, and then you know we've got T-shirt ideas and potential web show ideas, and it's gonna be a pretty cool 2020. Whatever yeah, we end up doing, it's getting exciting talking about it and thinking about all the things that are possible that we can do. Yeah, so um, uh, so doing a podcast is a lot of fun. Um, if anyone listening to this is waiting for that sign to be like, man, I really want to start up a show, but I don't know if anyone listened. Um, Take it from us. We're two episodes in. We have 80 likes on our Facebook page. Like, it's definitely worth it. Go out and buy a microphone and just sit down and start talking because this is a lot of fun. So if anyone out there is waiting for a sign, just fucking do it. Yeah, There's go out and do it. Nothing stopping you from doing it. Um, okay, so let's let's start talking about uh, some Christmas horror stuff. All right. First off, I'm going to uh, do a shout-out to Shutter Canada, mm-hmm. mainly because they're keeping Joe Bob Briggs alive. With the last (laughs) drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah. Last night, Friday, he did uh, Joe Bob's Red Christmas. And that was like... So, I love those. Those was so much fun. Uh, The Halloween Hoot Nanny was really good. Mm -hmm. This one was just as fun. Uh, They played Black Christmas, Jack Frost, and Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. And I've seen those movies, I don't know how many times, (laughs) but watching it with Bob talk about like the facts and interesting things about it like that man is an encyclopedia of like pop culture right so just hearing him talk about everything it was absolutely 
amazing and i laughed a lot watching it and it was just incredible to hear him talk about everything and how much he knows is like absolutely insane i thought like i had (laughs) some knowledge some knowledge about you know the horror genre but this man just like blows everything out of the water and i it's just it's incredible to watch and listen to him so if you guys don't have shutter there's a free trial when you Mm. sign up for it for a week yeah do it they've got tons of great content they've got exclusive stuff they've got their own programming yeah like the, the new creep show show yes. is on it i have know. to watch that still yep. but they got that got renewed for season two yep and um yeah it's just yeah shutter's great if you're if you're listening to this podcast it means you're kind of interested in things to do with horror, which means that if you don't have Shudder, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> because, you know, Sh- Shudder doesn't have a tremendous library, not yet, but, I mean, like, the stuff that they have is all quality. Yeah, for you being know? how old they've been around. They, yeah, they, they just don't have everything yet, but what they do have, everything on it is pretty much perfect. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like, this isn't really about Halloween, but uh, they have a thing on it where, or sorry, it's, it's not about Christmas, it's about Halloween. Um they have a thing where, you know, for, for Christmas, they do, like, the fire log. Uh, for uh, Halloween, they have just, just a glowing jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. And it's, you yeah. set that up on your TV, and it's that's just your holiday season. That's why I so, did this Halloween. I put that on, and I yeah. just put, like, Carpenter's score on to Halloween, right. and I just watched it for a bit. And yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm enjoying myself. Right. So, yeah. So, so if you're a horror fan. Oh, they also have Eli Roth's History of Horror, which is fantastic. If you're just I, getting into the horror genre watch that series it was on amc i believe what was yeah, it yeah that's another and, one i gotta watch oh it's it's great it, it it doesn't go in super into detail about stuff but each episode is based on like a different monster so it'll be like a vampire episode then you go back to like the beginning of vampires and then you go uh to zombies and talk about romero and then you go to slashers talk about john carpenter and toby hooper and all that yeah. stuff so it's that's fantastic if you haven't seen that it's worth getting the trial just to watch eli roth's history of horror like pushing two hours aren't they like yeah they're like an hour and a half each yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah it's pretty good um and then uh shutters also they do um podcasts as well if you haven't listened to the eli roth or not eli roth jesus christ the elijah wood uh podcast that he does on there um i forget the title of it but there's a there's this amazing discussion a two-parter that he has with uh Guillermo del Toro, and it's actually the most fascinating thing I've ever heard. Uh, so it, have to listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> so you can either listen to that um, through like Apple Podcasts or something, or you can actually just open up your Shutter app and then like click it on your TV, and then you can just listen to the podcast on on the Shutter app. So check it out if you don't have Shutter. Uh, we're not sponsored by Shutter, but uh, we are huge fans. Yeah, of Shutter, so. we're definitely gonna like praise and push out things that we enjoy and so, like yeah. to try and get it out there for you guys to listen to. For so. sure. Or watch. Yeah, we're in no means being like, you know, oh, listen to them, watch Shudder because they're like, oh, yeah, you know, push our name out right. there. We're no. doing it because we want to. <laughs> yeah, we want people to know about yeah, it. We want it to be successful. Like, yeah. That's our main thing. Oh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, so check out Shudder. Uh, and especially, like like Evan was saying, um, Joe Bob is hilarious. <laughs> you know, it, it uh, for those who don't know, um, Joe Bob used to be a, a horror host in the 90s, late yeah. 80s, early On 90s. TNT in, in America. Yeah. Um, and then now they've kind of revived a show. And uh, it's, it's funny because um, 
with streaming and stuff, you know, like everyone's like, oh, cool. Like it's everything at the touch of a button. Like we don't have to wait until a certain time for to watch things in real time. But then here comes Joe Bob and they're like, no, like sit down at nine yeah. o'clock. You have to get sit a- down and you just you enjoy. You don't you're not saying oh, like just get to the movie already. No. Yeah. This man it, talks. It's and an it's event. The most interesting stuff to listen to. He's I can't praise the man. Enough. No. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I watched his Halloween hootenanny thing and that one was great i so. forget which one it was it was either one of his older ones i watched or it might have been the the halloween hootenanny one but he got like there was one point where he was getting pissed off and i was like man he's drunk right, right. Now. Like, <laughs> and i couldn't help it but laugh but he was just getting so pissed off about the halloween decorations i think on the side right of the, but i was That's dying hilarious. i was oh my God. um okay so you watched the christmas one right yeah um now just before that he kind of got into a little bit of trouble um, on Twitter because he was saying that they should keep politics out of horror movies. Did you see that? No, I didn't see okay, that. Okay, he, he made a tweet that said that this is why that horror... I think it was in relation to the new Black Christmas movie, but he said um, that the, the movies in the 70s were much better because they didn't blend politics with horror. And then everyone was just, like, responding with pictures of, like, Romero and Toby Hooper and shit. And they're like, the, what are you talking about? Yeah. So he kind of got into shit about it. And then um, the girl that he works with on the show, I forget her name. You, th- you were talking about it. It's uh, Diana Prince or something like that? I don't know. But her name's Darcy the male girl sure. on the show. Sure, yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, and, and she had to comment and be like, guys, this isn't really what he meant and stuff like that. So it was kind of, for a day, everyone kind of turned on <laughs> Joe Bob for a little bit, which I thought was pretty <laughs> funny. <guy>. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, uh, but, like I said, the Halloween episode was a lot of fun, and I'm, I haven't gotten the chance to check out the new Christmas one, but I'm assuming it was, it was, it was pretty good. Um, so do you want to talk about your top three Christmas horror movies? Sure. Okay. Uh, the first one I'm going to talk about, there was one that was on Joe Bob last night, and it's Jack Frost from 1997. Um, it is it is a comedy movie first with horror elements. So it's right. comedy horror. Um, it's directed by Michael Cooney. He's a British guy, I believe. And I just found this out last night, actually, from watching the Joe Bob thing. In the beginning of that movie, there's, um, like, a, a grandfather telling his granddaughter a Christmas story. And that's the director doing the old man's voice and the little girl's voice. Oh. He, like, did both of them. That's and interesting. I was listening to Bob say that. Yeah, like, and you're like, what, what the, the hell? <laughs> like, this is nuts. This right. is crazy. That's pretty crazy. But... Anyways, this movie's like absolutely insane. Right. Uh, it's uh, what's her name? Shannon Elizabeth. This is her first movie. Okay. This kind of like kick start everything for her. But it's got uh, Scott McDonald. He does Jack Frost. So okay. he's in, I think, I want to say like 15 minutes at the beginning of the movie and in human form. Right. And then there's a chemical. He's going off to get killed. Like, right. <laughs> He's going to get sentenced, and I forget what it is, gassed. And they're on their way to do that, but there's another, like, chemical truck driving towards it. It's very comical. It's like, right. you know, camera zooms in on the faces. Right. They scream, and right. then the cars just touch. Right. And then you see the camera starts spinning out of control. Right. Anyways, he gets chemicals spilled, and then he becomes a snowman. And his one-liners and everything about it, it's just totally off the wall. Right. Like, I've never seen it before, but this is the first movie where there's snowman rape. 
Oh my god. Yeah, like Shannon Elizabeth <laughs> gets raped by Jack Frost. Oh, Jesus Christ. And you you'd be like, oh yeah, she's you know rape that's bad and everything and it is but the way they do it in this movie it's like so comical and so off the wall it's like why am i laughing i shouldn't be laughing right right? jesus christ but you just see like his carrot kind of float and touch her leg and then (laughs) the whole tub fills up with snow and then you just see her stuck in the snowman and him start to rise up and the funny thing is when you're watching and this was pointed out last night he doesn't have a nose on his face anymore. All right. And you don't know where his carrot is, right. but I'm pretty sure you know where it is. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was the director, the producer that was like, you got to do this this scene, Shannon, and it'll pretty much kickstart your career. And it did. Yeah. Like, and it's just, oh, my God. Uh, it was wow. so wild. Yeah, that's crazy. But, I mean, the 90-minute movie is just fun and crazy from right. start to finish he's got really shitty lines like after he does it, he's like was it as good for you as it was for me and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> it's a snowman right. <laughs> oh my god but watch it it's really good it's got some crappy practical effects in it you can tell it's bad it's 90s horror right and it's just it's absolutely wild and if you watch it there's a Blu-ray and a DVD out there from Vinegar Syndrome. Mm-hmm. They cleaned it up really well, and it looks amazing, and that's the way to watch it. Okay. So that's my number three, cool. is Jack Frost from 1997. Now, uh, this isn't horror, but but do you think that... Because uh, was the... Um wasn't there a kids movie called Jack Frost also from 1997? Yes. Could you imagine a parent going to like the video store and picking, <laughs> picking up the, the wrong, wrong Jack one. Frost? Oh, man. That would be, uh... Didn't I have... I would uh, be excited yeah. for that. I mean, I would be happy. Didn't, uh, who, who is in the, the other Jack Frost? Uh, that it's was, Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael... Yeah, okay, so I saw that in the theaters when I was a kid. Oh. Now, that would have been an amazing story if my parents took me to see the oh, wrong man. Jack Frost. That would have been, been awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, um... With my Christmas horror, um, I'm not gonna go for, um... Christmas themed horror movies. I'm going to go for movies that I watch around Christmas. Um, when I see snow outside, I don't think like, Oh, this is lovely and wonderful. I think we're going to get trapped somewhere. And so I, I my, <laughs> my head for, uh, you know, uh, movies like around this time when I see, when I look outside, um, I think more like, and here's my number three, I'm going to say John Carpenter's the thing. Um, it's not a Christmas movie technically, no, but, um, but it, it, there's a lot of snow outside and it gives me that, like I get cold watching that. No, movie, I, you know what I, I mean? completely agree with you on that one. It's not a Christmas movie, but there's something that makes it feel like, obviously wherever they are, I think it's snowing all the time. Right. But in that movie, it's like, I feel like it's December. Right. And I'm pretty sure it is. Like right. you said, like it's December, like 13th or something. Sure. In it. Yeah. I don't remember. Sure. But I totally agree with you on that. Like, yeah. that movie, when I watch it, I automatically think December, and I think yeah. Christmas season. Like, it right. doesn't matter what time of year I watch it, but right. I, I agree with you on that one. Um, and then, uh, as kind of, like, an aside to that, um, I think part of the reason why I think that, too, is because um, uh, the 2011 version of The Thing came out in, no, like, late November, I want to say. Um, and uh, so I just always associate 
those movies with the time of year. with the time of year. Um, and even uh, first time I ever watched the original 1951 version, um, I watched it with my sister, and uh, we got it on VHS. <laughs> and this was in like 2012. We got it on VHS, and um, we went out to the garage because that was the only place we had a, a VCR. And uh, and obviously there's no heating out in the garage, so we had we were wearing our winter jackets and stuff, watching the <laughs> thing from another world. It and it literally, it literally was because that movie, like you just hear a constant like howling of wind in the original, uh, the 1951 version. Yeah. And we're sitting there in our jackets and shit, and then like you hear wind <laughs> outside, and it was like one of the coolest experiences I've ever had watching. It was like watching a 4D movie, but like from 1951. Right. So yeah, um, yeah, I associate those three movies with. Uh, Christmas time, and I always like to kind of watch them around this time of year, too. Yeah. Uh, what's your number two? Okay, number two is <laughs> not the original, but it is pretty much the original. It's Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Right. Um, about, oh, from 1987, sorry. It's about 60% the first movie again, mm-hmm. and then 40% Part 2. Right. And the reason they did that was because uh, the original director, I can't, his name is escaping me right now, um, didn't really want to do a sequel. So they got an editor, uh, his name's Lee Harry, to take a bunch of footage from the first one and and two other editors uh, and try and make a sequel out of it. And they're like, we can't really do that. Like, it's kind of impossible. So Lee Harry, I believe, was the one who said, listen, if you give us like $100,000 or some shit like that, we can shoot for 10 days or whatever it is and then add stuff into it to make it like a sequel. Right. And they said, yeah, go ahead and do that. So it's really weird because it starts off with uh, Billy's brother, Ricky. He's grown up. I believe he's in like a mental ward now or something like that. And he's talking to a doctor. And Eric Freeman, who plays Ricky, is like over the top, facial expressions, his voice. He he asks the doctor at one point, he's like, if you go up to somebody like, oh, do you have kids? Not Eric Freeman. He goes, <laughs> hey, doc, you got any kids? And it's just like, what are you doing? It's so weird and cringy, but it's so funny at the right. same time. But then, yeah, it's like you don't even have to watch part one. You can watch part two and get caught up as you're watching part two. Right. Which, by the way, part one was like the most controversial film for its time, I think. Right. uh, 84. When it came out because the MPAA and a bunch of angry mothers were like, that's Santa Claus killing people. We don't want to see that. Yeah. And in reality, it's not Santa Claus killing people. It is a guy who happened to wear a Santa Claus outfit doing the killing. But that just wasn't good enough anyways. Right. (laughs) But, yeah, there was a lot of outrage about that movie. Uh, It got pulled for a little bit, I'm pretty sure. Right. And then it was just like a shitty VHS copy when it first came out. And then the unrated footage came out later. And I mean... I'm not even going to get into it because that'll be like another episode with the MPAA (laughs) and everything to talk about that. But um, part two is like typical 80s slasher, the stuff that you see. But like everybody knows that movie because of Garbage Day. Garbage Day and then just shooting the guy. It's just like 
<laughs> I, I when I was watching it last night, I had absolutely no idea why he just decided to say that. Like some guy just bring garbage right. to the side of the road, right. and he just decides to <laughs> scream and shoot him with a gun. Right. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, why did he? Like, what was the point of that? Right. I don't understand why he right. did that. But it's just like, all right, it works, I guess. Yeah, it's been made to memes. Yeah, like everybody yeah. makes fun of it or yeah. laughs at it. Yeah. It all, you can't say the title without thinking about that. So. No, hell, I, I can't even, uh, when it's actual garbage day, I can't even. <laughs> you can't not. <laughs> yeah, you can't not be like, garbage day. <laughs> I know, the way he says it, it's so unreal. It's great. But that's my number two. Right. Um, check it out. Watch the first one first, though, because it does leave out a few things. And it leaves out a uh, grandpa scene, which is probably the best scene in the first one where he goes, uh, Says something along the lines like, if, "If you see Santa Claus tonight, you better run for your life." But he does it so over the top. Right. Uh, yeah. So Silent Night, Deadly Night, one and two. Check them both out. One's eighty four. Two is eighty seven. Right. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with one that people don't ever really bring up as like a Christmas horror movie. Um, Child's Play, um, which is literally takes oh, place yeah. on Christmas. Yeah. Uh, you know, Andy gets uh, Chucky as the doll for a Christmas present, right? And um, yeah, it the whole thing kind of, and even I I didn't see the the remake, but even that takes place during Christmas too, isn't it? Or no? I I think it's during the season and. Part one, he gets it for his birthday. Are you serious? I'm sorry. But it's Christmas time. It's Christmas time, but I believe it's like, I think, I'm pretty sure it's for his birthday. Because he's like, <laughs> the mom's like working overtime. He's like, oh, it's the only thing he asked for his birthday. I could be wrong, but I, like, if I'm wrong, then I'm just going to shut up and never say anything again. But <laughs> I'm, I thought it was Christmas. I'm... <sighs> Okay, give me one second. Okay. I have to look. I'm almost positive it's his birthday. Okay, I'm just going to keep talking for yes. a second. Um, okay, so um, do I love this movie? No. <laughs> um, I, I like this movie. It's... it's uh, the, the problem, though, is that I watched it a little too late. And is it his birthday? It's his birthday. It's his Fuck sixth me. birthday. Fuck me. <laughs> I knew it was his birthday, but I was like... <laughs> then you started saying, oh, I'm pretty sure it's Christmas. I'm like... Don't backtrack. Right. What are you doing now? Now you're going <laughs> to fuck me up. It is his sixth birthday, and but it there's a scene where he goes out with Chucky, right? and there's snow everywhere, so it's I thought, very much in that. I thought it was, because mm, I, I, okay, maybe I'm having a stroke, but I. Because I don't even know if it says the date. I don't know if it's November, December. I thought that it was Christmas. I, th- I thought that she was working overtime because of Christmas. Like, because the company was making I her remember, work overtime, and I they're think, like, oh, yeah. your holiday pay and shit. It might have been, but I think because they were sold out, the panhandler had one. Right. And I think it was his birthday then, maybe Christmas, but she bought it because it was like, right. it was cheaper than whatever it was in the store. I see. Okay. Well, so it was I, birthday. Okay. Um, if it's not Christmas, then fuck me. Um, but it, but again, when you watch that movie, in certain parts, it definitely feels like it's that time of year. Yeah, I mean, he's got a full snowsuit on. He's yeah, walking around. Exactly. There's snow everywhere. That, okay. Um. Okay. Anyway, so uh, Child's Play was a movie that I saw a little bit too late in life. Um, I feel <laughs> because uh, it's one of those movies where you your own imagination kind of builds up a story about it. And then when it's not that you're like, Oh, cause you get kind of disappointed in a way. Yeah. Um, I kind of thought the same thing with pet cemetery because when I was a kid and I hear, Oh, pet cemetery, I assume, okay, all the pets come back to life and start attacking their, that's their what owners. I thought too. When I first 
learned about it, I was like, man, it's going to be like a pet zombie movie. Right. And that's okay. And that's what I always thought. And then, um, it also kind of fucked me up too, because, um, on, on, uh, the bonus features for nightmare before Christmas, they had Tim Burton's short, uh, Frank and weenie yeah. like the live action one. And, um, in it, it opens up basically with, I, Actually, yeah, no, it does open up with with an actual pet cemetery, and I think my mom or my dad was like, "Oh, that's like the movie Pet Cemetery," and then I think they had seen it, but like they didn't. I don't know if they didn't explain it properly or if <laughs> I just misunderstood. But I always thought that that was like a pet cemetery, and then the zombies yeah. come back to life. Um, same thing, kind of with Child's Play, in as much as I always thought. Oh, Chucky's like a creepy doll. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, my mom always talks about uh, the trilogy of terror when she was a kid oh, with uh, Karen Black. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, with the Zuni yeah. doll. Oh my And God. she always said that that was like the scariest shit. So I always assumed that uh, Chucky was like just in that d- kind of vein, just like a creepy okay. possessed yeah. doll in a way. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> funnily enough. Um, my dad and I went to Motor City Nightmares Horror Convention in 2011, and um, we hadn't seen the Child's Play movies at that point, and um, we're hanging out with this guy, and then uh, uh, my dad's like, oh, so, you know, like, how long have you been, like, a horror fan? And my dad had been with him for, like, all night, and the guy's like, I'm Alex Vincent. I was uh, the kid from Child's Play. And my dad's like, oh, <laughs> shit, okay. <Damn. laughs> and, like, we'd been hanging out with him, like, all night, and we're like, what the hell? So then, uh, you know, the next day, like, we hung out with him. Like, that whole, like, Alex incident was such a nice guy. I heard he's uh, really nice. Uh, we hung out with him a lot. Um, and then uh, uh, when we got back, like, back to Canada, because this was in the States, when we got back, we're like, all right, let's rent Child's Play 1. And we watched it, and I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> like, it is, it's not a bad movie, but, like, when I'm thinking in my head, it's like, oh, this there's this creepy doll. But then what you actually get is, like, Charles Lee Ray is, like, a criminal, and then he uses voodoo and puts his soul into a into a doll. And then, like, I was just like, this is not the movie that I expected it to be <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, because, like, I, I, I was thinking more like a, like a Zuni doll like yeah. type thing. Um, you know, like, maybe it was, like... Uh, I don't even know what I thought. I just thought that it was like a, a creepier doll thing. And then uh, when it's actually just like a criminal, <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too. Like, when I first watched, I watched with my dad. Right. I knew it was a killer doll. Um, I didn't know much other than that. Mm-hmm. I expected it to be more, like, I didn't realize it was voodoo, too. Right. And I thought maybe the doll just went, like, haywire. Yeah, sure. So then you find that I'm I'm on board with that. I don't care. Like that doesn't bug me. I was like, okay, it's different. It was right. like I was watching a lot of slashers, I think, by then. Yeah. And it was a lot of the same formula. Right. So I was like, okay, it's a guy who uses voodoo to get into a doll. Right. I'm I'm okay with that. Right. But then after that, like I know they're trying to build up suspense, but you know what he's done in the right. beginning of the movie. You know he's put his body in this doll. Right. But then you don't see the doll, you just see the point of view for like the first like half hour of him being alive or whatever. Right. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, why aren't they showing him? We know what he looks like. Why the fuck are, why isn't he on screen? Right. But then when you get that, it's like, okay, here we go. And uh, I forget what it's Kevin something. I always forget his name, but they all did the puppetry and all that. Kevin Yeager. Thank you. But I mean, I thought it was cool. And the one thing I love about that movie is, you know, if he spends too much time in the doll, he becomes it. Right. So you just see like his skin get kind of that gray yeah. look his receding hairline i'm like 
That's cool. Like yeah. a little transformation through a doll. I was kind of blown away by it because I was like, I don't know, like eight or nine right. watching this and be like, holy fuck, right. this is so cool. But yeah, it's, uh, I, I I think of it. It's It's got that feel to it too. Like oh, sure. The thing, so. Yeah, okay. So yeah, so that so was my number two. What's your, what's your well, number one? I'm pretty sure it's going to come as no, <laughs> no surprise. It's Bob Clark's Black Christmas right. from 1974. Uh, shot and filmed in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, which is an hour, about an hour away from JT and I. Yeah. Um, I was born in Toronto, so. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, it's, it's like my hometown. Yeah, movie, I guess. for sure. It's my favorite, probably, it probably my favorite Canadian horror movie mm-hmm. that has been made. Um, I don't know what, I don't know what else to say about it other than it's pretty much. <laughs> damn near perfect to me it's it's bob clark at his best to me Mm -hmm. and i mean he's done porkies yep he's done well he's famous for the other most famous christmas movie uh, um christmas story christmas story which was filmed in toronto Toronto. (laughs) and it has it uh, i swear to god it's the same movie but one's a horror one's a family movie because there's times when they're outside like when the dad's fixing the wheel I don't know what it is, but that nighttime shot made yeah. me makes me think of Black Christmas right. when like outside or in the the park. Yeah, um, yeah. Olivia Hussey, uh, Margaret Kidder. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's very it's still I'm 30 years old and that movie still gives me goosebumps. Yeah, the phone calls are like super obscene. The one. Um, and then the one where there's one call where he pretty much just goes crazy and then just tells um, Olivia Hussey, he just goes, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And then hangs up. Right. And it's based off of um, a short story or actually apparently Bob, Joe Bob was saying that it was a real murder somewhere in the States where somebody was doing that. And then every, these movies are based off of that. Right. Well, that's about something the, that we can go into on Stranger yeah, Than Fiction. <laughs> about, uh, you know, the murderer being in the house and calling from another landline. Yeah. Which is, that would fuck me up. Oh, if yeah. I found out that, you know, oh, yeah, there's a second phone, but nobody's being like, yeah. maybe that's where it's coming from. But right. then you find out, like, the officer calls Olivia Hussey and is like, straight up, just like, you got to listen to me. What I'm going to tell you to do, you got to do it. Don't ask questions. Yeah. And then you're sitting there and you're watching the movie you're like, okay fuck what's happening he's like go to the front put down the phone go to the front door go out the front door and just go yeah and of course just olivia hussey has to go oh why right and he's like don't ask me questions yeah just get out the door and leave yeah and she doesn't listen again and then he finally this is like i get goosebumps when i watch it because it's like oh fuck here we go he goes, listen, the calls are coming from upstairs. Get out of the house. Yeah. And right then, the camera zooms in on her face as she looks upstairs because yeah. two of her friends are up there. Yeah. And she starts screaming and screaming. And she slowly goes. And it's a nice buildup. It's her. She doesn't yeah. rush up there. She's walking up there. And I actually posted the video on the Facebook page. Yeah. But it's the killer in the room and she opens up the door and something's stuck behind it so she goes and she hits it and opens and there's this is like a 45 year old movie if you haven't seen it yet then (laughs) oh well two dead bodies yeah and she's just kind of surprised and taken back but then you hear this faint kind of creepy voice and um 
you hear him go, hey, it's me, Billy. Yeah. And you just see just an eye through the slit of the door. Yeah. And it's fucking chilling. Yeah. And you see Olivia kind of back up, but then you see the eye back away from the door a little yeah. bit. And you're like, get the fuck out of there. And she slams him with the door. And he's like the whole time he's screaming. And like, that's scary enough as it is. Yeah. Chasing her down the stairs. And you think she's going to get away. And she grabs, he grabs her hair. Yeah. And the best thing about this movie too is it doesn't show a lot. Right. There's one kill you see. Another kill you kind of see some stuff, but you don't see everything. Right. And then it's probably one of the greatest twists because the person you think is the killer isn't the killer right at all he's right. they're just like mentally stressed out and he's going through something right but then when you hear the phone still ringing and nobody picking up yeah. near the end of the movie it's like oh my god like who the fuck was it who yeah. is it yeah and i just mean like i wish he did more horror because he did that and he did children shouldn't play with dead things from 72 i didn't know that was him yeah okay i didn't know that and he did super babies or super geniuses talking or baby whatever. baby genius yeah part two. Oh my and god and i was like what the fuck and i found that yeah. out last Bob night Clark like, is such a fascinating so uh, weird like it's the uh, same as like a uh, george miller who did like the mad max movies and then he did babe and yeah, babe too and it's like what, what the fuck <laughs> you find shit out about that and it's like yeah oh it's God. pretty crazy but um yeah he, that's 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 a good that's probably one of my favorite like it, it's definitely number one like yeah if you haven't seen it watch it i urge you to watch yeah it. especially if you're canadian which i'm assuming yeah. a lot of people in our <laughs> group are it's, it's just such a well done movie and john saxon's in it yeah he gives a, a great performance yeah. and um yeah, there's there's some dark humor in it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's got a little bit of everything I think for everyone. Right. Um, now, for those that don't know, um, there is a new Black Christmas movie oh, that just came out from Blumhouse. Oh um, well, before that, let's just take a step back. There is a remake. That's okay. So sorry. Uh, because you put Black Christmas '74 as your number one, I want to put Black. Xmas 2006 okay. as my number one. It doesn't mean that I love the movie. When I I've only seen that movie once, and I enjoyed it when I watched it. it it's it's like the original, but it's also not like the original. Yes, the uh, Billy who you hear about in the original yeah. is in this. Yeah, and it kind of I think it serves as a prequel for like the cold opening. Yeah, you find out uh, there's a lot of incest in Black Xmas. Yeah, there is. And <laughs> he the fucks guy the looks mom. Like he's got jaundice. He does have jaundice. Like yeah. the most extreme case so, of jaundice. And that and that's why I th- because I there are images in that movie that are still with me today, and I watched it like when it first came out. Like um, the the image of of the mom uh, walking in and there being like this yellow baby just in like yeah, a crib. Yeah. And then like later on. Uh, the mom comes in as this jaundice kid is like he's like 10 or something or maybe 12 and he's sitting there like in a chair and then the mom comes in and just lifts up her dress and fucking like sits on his yeah, lap it's and it's like very, it's fucked up <laughs> and then uh eventually in the movie you find out that um he has a sister who i'm pretty sure his name is agnes yeah and that's <laughs> when you watch the original one you, this killer is just saying names right billy and agnes right and they ask about a baby right so I think that's why in the 2006 remake, yeah. they kind of played on that. Right. It's like, here you go. Here's a little bit of that so you know what the fuck everybody's talking about. Right. Because when you watch the original one, yeah, like, you have no Billy? idea. Who's yeah. Agnes? Yeah. Where's this baby they're talking about? Right. 
Yeah, and honestly, um, it, it's not it's not even close to the original, but I do think that uh, Black Xmas, because I don't think it is Christmas, is it? I'm pretty sure it is Xmas. Yeah. Or is that just the it's DVD? Xmas. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, and um, who, someone from the original is in the remake. It's Andre Martin. Right. Uh, she was on, what is the show? It's a Canadian show. SCTV. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, She was yeah. on right, that. Right, right, um, right. In the original one, she plays Phil. Uh, she's got glasses. She yeah. has a bit of a, almost like a fro type yeah. hairstyle. <laughs> she plays the house mother in, in yeah. 2006, which I am not a huge fan of the movie, but I got excited because I was like, there's an original face. Yeah. It's, it's paying homage to it. Right. And I like that she played the part of the house mother. Right. Because she interacts with the house mother in the original one. Right. A bit. So. Right. Um, and I also like the cast in Black Xmas. Um, it has, um, uh, what's her name? Um, the girl who played uh, Dawn from uh, Buffy, something tra- oh. Michelle Trachtenberg or something is that her I name? Think so, um, and I, then yeah, I like Lacey Chabert's in it. I'm pretty sure. Um, from Mean Girls. Um, are you looking up the cast right now? Yeah, yeah, she's in it. Um, uh, who else gross. is in it? There's like a blonde girl who's in Katie Cassidy. Sh- okay, I'm pretty sure that one of the girls was also in the Elm Street remake. I'm pretty sure. Oh, um, I could be wrong. Oh no, no, no! That's I, it's a different girl. Is it? But I, do you I know who I'm, I'm talking about? This one, right? Um, the blonde. No, not her. Um, okay. well, I just fucked up hard then. <laughs> um, oh, oh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who I used to have a huge crush on, in it. <laughs> uh, Lacey Chabert, who I had a crush on, in it. Kristen Cloak. Yeah. Um. Okay, oh yeah, uh, Oliver Hudson. Right, which he's not a bad actor because no. I've seen him in a few yeah. other things. I don't mind him in. He was on a sitcom called Rules Rules of Engagement. That's what it was. And uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, but yeah, this movie um, it's not a perfect movie by any means, and I feel like it gets a lot of shit because everyone's like comparing it to the original. That's but the, I, I think it's a fine movie. That's the problem, and that's I've done it. I have to go back and watch it again because yeah. I wouldn't mind watching it again. But I think. The original is the original. Sure. I'll always have that. Yeah. You'll always exactly. be able to go back and watch that. Yeah. Um, like the remake is a money thing. They want to make money off the name. Right. And, and try and be as entertaining as possible. Right. And you can't blame them for that either. You know, like a lot of people, especially horror fans, get pissed. It's like, why? They, these people need to make money off of the title that they are own the rights to, right? Like, it's... And, yeah, like... It, That's the thing. It's not going to ruin. It's not like they're going back and being like, you can never watch the yeah, original like the, Elm Street The negative has gone. Right. You'll never be able to watch that film again. It's like, no, this right. is just for a new generation. Right. Maybe reel them in. Right. And maybe it'll land and maybe it won't. But and like, that's <laughs> something me and JT were talking about before the show is the new Black Christmas. And I'm not against feminism mm-hmm. or, you know, feminist or anything like right. that if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do. i have no place in this world to tell you what to believe in what to fight for anything like that right but that the problem with this movie is like they don't even that new remake from blumhouse yeah is a feminist movie right all the men are pieces of shit they don't even i don't think any of them actually uh get to redeem themselves right. or be a hero or anything which is fine if they want to have a woman right. hero like i'm i'm all for that look at all, pretty much every slasher every movie. slasher movie has a has a, 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 a female yeah lead who's a hero yeah. and i love that who always kills the bad i mean yeah kills in quotations but still always kills the bad guy at but the, the movie, fact right? that this new black christmas they don't give anybody a chance to redeem themselves or be a good guy sure 
It's just like whatever, but it's besides that it was written PG thirteen, mm-hmm. and I'm not against PG thirteen horror. Yeah, it's just like if it's not done well, then it's going to be a piece of shit. And we were right. saying like Halloween three, for instance, yeah. is a Halloween movie, but it's it, it gets a lot of shit. For, it's not the yeah. same, and that's what I think this movie did. It's in that situation but it won't have a following like halloween 3 did right the name is the only thing it's got going for it and i really don't think they've even should have called it black christmas right um now one thing that we're talking about before we started recording was that um people nowadays are always saying like oh don't worry like your movie will find its audience um but in the days of streaming with less people picking up more physical media like I, i feel like the reason why something like Halloween 3 or even Evil Dead and stuff ended up finding its audience was because uh, it w- you could walk down like the video store and then see it and be like, okay, let me try this. You know what I mean? Um, but I feel like nowadays, um, if Netflix takes shit off all the time. Yeah. So like I, f- I feel like unless you know what you're going to be getting, because Netflix is kind of like a free trial for movies as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, cause like Amazon, you have to like buy the movies and shit and, and the Google or YouTube, you have to buy the movies. Um, but Netflix is like a, a free trial for movies. Um, but if no one watches the movie, like, so Dr. Sleep, as we were talking about, came out and kind of failed at the box office. Um, now, on Mick Garris's podcast, he was talking with Mike Flanagan and said, don't worry, your movie's going to find its audience on streaming. But if no one's going to watch, like, I feel like the, the people that wanted to watch Dr. Sleep saw Dr. Sleep in the theaters. Yeah. I feel like that might not be able to. That was one. I don't think you could have the same. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like cult following. Is that what you're trying to say? No, it would, you wouldn't have the same uh, feeling for it. Maybe watching it in a theater as you would watching it at home. Right. There's something like when we went to go see it, it wasn't a packed house, but there was a lot of people there. And I heard a lot of people go, you know, Oh wow. Like, yeah, the scenes that it was supposed to happen. So it's like you're watching it with the same people, maybe even the same mindset as you. Right. And you know that they're there to enjoy this movie for an hour and a half, two hours, same reason you're there. And that's fun. I knew, I mean, you could do like you and I, if we yeah. watched a movie that we both like, it's the same thing, but the theater's just a bigger scale and I think it's a lot different. Right. Um, well, I was listening to um, uh, Joe Dante's old episode on the Movie Crypt podcast and they were talking about um, how Joe said, you know, like we don't make these movies to be seen on a computer or your phone. Like we make them to be seen in the theater with groups of people, mm-hmm. right? Like it, um, he talks about how like, comedy movies are a million times more funny when you're surrounded by people and horror movies are a million times more scary when you're surrounded by people like um and like i'm a firm believer in the fact that um you know like uh we come from a species where uh it's ingrained in our dna to sit around a group of people in the dark and listen to stories and then our imagination goes like that's that's what our society was founded on was like the, you know, the old wise men telling you stories around the fire. And I feel like that's, it's a communal experience that we've replicated with going to the theater. And now if we're not doing that, then it's, we're losing out on, you know, a part of our actual history and, you know, like it. Yeah. I absolutely dread the day when theaters are no longer around or it's just, you know, straight to streaming. Cause 
if you have shitty internet or there's a storm, well, you're shit out of luck. Right. If you rely on streaming. Yeah, right. So um, when it was Halloween time, um, my my girlfriend, um, she was like, oh, let's watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I didn't have the original. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, like, I'll stop by Best Buy on my way home and, and grab it. And she's like... Or we can just get it on YouTube for two ninety nine. I'm like, okay. And then when YouTube shuts down, you don't have that movie ever again. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it's, it's very hard because like, I don't like. There's probably hardcore people like us mm-hmm. that know about that shit. But like, Netflix doesn't just put a movie on there. They have to go to the studio that did it or whoever holds the right. rights and ask them. Right, and they get it for a certain amount of time. Yes, for a certain amount of money. Yeah. But if that movie isn't being watched, then why the hell yeah. are they going to keep right. it on so the they streaming drop service? It. <laughs> If that happens, well, I'm just going to go over to my shelf and I'm going to pick that movie out right. and I'll watch it whenever the hell I want. Right. And you don't, I don't have right. to, like... And if your internet's down, you don't have to worry about, yeah. you know, and like, you like, put the movie on. And these, like... We're getting a little bit off topic, but not at the same time, because, like... Sure. Whatever. Yeah. But that's why, like, I support a lot of these companies, because they're... They're keeping them alive, right? And well, it's it's preservation. We yeah, need it, it. You know, even if it's fucking shitty movies, yeah, it's still preservation of you know part of our culture. You know, like it's it, films are to be preserved. Yeah, you know, like it's. Uh, I don't know. It, I feel like people don't really view movies the way that they should anymore. Yeah. You know, like. It's like movies are seen. There was a period where movies were seen as like a, an important piece of of culture, and then now I feel like they're just being like fuck all of that, and like, yeah. like especially like millennials, you know, they don't give a fuck. If, they're like we're bored, let's go do something. It's like no, like you don't just go to a theater just to like oh what the fuck, right? Man, let's just go do something, right? Like, I go to a theater with my friends to have fun and pay attention to a movie. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's it's sad. No, yeah, for sure. People that don't fucking respect don't respect it, it right? Exactly, like right? Exactly, and that's the problem. Is like, film is something to be respected. And like, I know, like, ticket prices have gone up on the past little bit. Sure. Yeah, like, I understand that. Sure. Go on a Tuesday, right? It's like and you don't have to like load up with popcorn and drinks. Go and to the dollar store. Right. Man. Put it in your jacket pocket <laughs> or something. Like, I know that doesn't help the theater as much because the concession and everything, right. but. Um, Buying a ticket definitely does something. Now, we do need to say, though, that 2019's actually been, not just for horror, but for, like, um, uh, smaller movies getting, like, a wider release has been amazing. Like, the fact that we could go see the movie Ready or Not in any theater, that was great. Like, I loved that movie. Because that was, where did that premiere? I don't remember. It was remember. one of the small yeah, indie I, or festivals in the States or whatever. Um, but, then it like, but then you have something like The Lighthouse, which was also available in theaters, yeah. you know? And then you have, um, uh, what else was there? Um, the, the I mean, he's a bigger director now, but you wouldn't think. But, you know, like Taika Waititi's Jojo Rabbit movie was in a lot of theaters. And, like, I'm just so happy that we're seeing more independent stuff yeah. come out Um on the scale because for a while there it, it really seemed like the only movies that would get theatrical d- distribution was like a star wars or a marvel movie yeah. but now that's changing and i'm so thankful for it like brian johnson's movie knives out just came out and like i haven't seen it yet but like that's a movie that shouldn't have gotten wide theatrical distribution and it has and i'm just i'm excited because um i mean this is gonna be the last episode in 2019 but like if you look at 2010, like the movies that are coming out in 2010 versus the movies that are coming out in 2019, like that shows 
a real growth. Like, I'm really excited for, like, what the next decade is going to bring. Because we went through that period. The early 2000s were, like, remakes and especially remakes of Japanese movies, right? And now we're getting into original stuff again. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I am. Like, uh, one, for instance, next year is The Grudge. Yeah. Apparently, it's the old movie, but it's new, too. Like, there's right. new stuff about it, so I'm excited about that. Especially because they just dropped the R-rated trailer. Like, yeah. No, yeah, for phenomenal. sure. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about all the things that the next decade brings. Um, not only in terms of, like, new movies, but, like, new talent. Like, it's just weird that, like... This decade is over, and now we're gonna we're gonna see like Mike Flanagan become the biggest director of horror movies, right? Like he, it's it's gonna be incredible to watch. To get, he needs to have a shot at Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's that's gonna be awesome. I need that to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it needs to. Yeah, um, but yeah. So uh, basically, that that was our list and our little rant. Yeah. Um, now, uh, one thing that I do want to talk about um, is, uh, I was texting you about it, um, is a ghost story um, about Christmas. Um, there's a song uh, that plays every Christmas, and it never made any sense to me because it's, um, the song is uh, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, which everybody knows. But then during one verse, he goes, uh, there'll be scary ghost stories. And I'm like, who the fuck tells ghost stories on Christmas? <laughs> And then I thought, and I'm like, oh, I have a Christmas ghost story. Um, So, uh, well, I don't know if it's an actual ghost story, but it's something that actually happened to me that I can't explain, so I'm going to call it a a Christmas ghost story. Um, And then we'll wrap up. Um, But basically, um, so in 2016, during the summer, um, my grandmother passed away. Um, She passed away at 1.14 in the afternoon. And, um, that Christmas, my mom was obviously like really sad because she wasn't there and all this stuff. Um, and, uh, I had just gotten back from my other grandparents' house and, uh, I was sitting down, uh, to read a book that I had just got. And, um, it was super, it was super late at night. It was like after like 1230 and my mom and I had been talking and stuff and nobody else was in the house. It was just my mom and I, and, uh. I got home at 1230. We were talking for a bit and then uh, she went upstairs and she's like, all right, well, you know, I, I can't stay up all night. So like, well, like she's just going to head off to bed. So I start flipping through my book and it's not a single noise in the house. Like I can hear like the clock ticking. OK. Yeah. And then uh, out of nowhere, the doorbell rings and I just sat there. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I look down at my phone and it was 1.14 in the morning. Oh, man. And, like, the house is pitch black other than the room that I'm in. I can hear the clock ticking. And then the doorbell just rang. And no one ever comes to our door, especially not at 1.14 in the morning. <laughs> so then my mom's bedroom door opens up. She goes, uh, what was that? And I'm like, I am not getting up from my seat. <laughs> like, you are fucked. <laughs> so my mom comes running down the stairs and uh, flicks on the outside light. And there wasn't a single person outside. We both stepped out. There wasn't any... Um, uh, footprints or anything and yeah. yeah so whether or not it was my grandmother coming to be like hey what up merry christmas or yeah. not but 
for your doorbell to ring at 1.14 in the morning, especially when she died at 1.14 in the afternoon in the summer, it was just completely... That's pretty crazy. Completely bizarre. And we can't explain it because, like, sure, it could have been, like, a short circuit in the doorbell, but, like, it's worked fine ever since. Like, there wasn't a problem with it, and it wasn't even windy or anything, and there was no footsteps leading up to the house. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that was my... uh, my Christmas ghost story. Um, so with that, we're probably going to wrap up. Do you have anything else you want to say? Um, just uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays from yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, be safe. Yes. <laughs> have fun. Enjoy time with family. Yeah. And watch some Christmas horror. And also, um, after the day after we publish this, actually, um, there's a new documentary on Shudder. So oh, everyone... Shudder, yes. Okay. I've been waiting for this movie since what 2011 was yes. when it like okay uh, it's called Smoke and Mirrors it's a documentary about Tom Savini uh, if you don't know who Tom Savini is uh, stop this podcast and go and look up everything he's ever done uh, I guarantee you if you're into horror movies you've seen a movie that he's worked on um, he's a special effects master um, I've met him have you met him before? I've met him a few times yeah um, he's notorious for being kind of a dick, which he kind of is. He's, Never to me, yeah. but I have seen him be a dick to other people. The um, three or four times I've met him, he's complete delight. Right. Like, yeah. Fun to talk to yeah. and everything. But yeah. then you hear about people bitching about how much of an asshole he is. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't see that. Yeah. Not with me. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, it's, uh, I'm assuming it's going to be a documentary on, you know, his life. Uh, he's got a really cool life. He was a Vietnam uh, soldier, yeah. uh, which inspired his makeup effects because he always maintained that um, all of his stuff needs to look real because he's seen the real stuff. And he always said that he needs to have that same feeling of what it felt like to see the real thing. Yeah. And if you watch a movie that he's worked on, everything looks real. And there's, uh, if you have... Night of the Living Dead, 1990 on DVD or Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. There's a documentary on there, The Dead Walk, where he talks about that. Yeah. And he goes in-depth about, you know, being a photographer as well. Yeah. And it's, it's very interesting. But yeah, for he's, sure. He's, a, he's an incredible artist. Yeah, he, absolutely. Um, and uh, he wrote um, a makeup effects book, actually, called Grand Illusions. Yeah, um, there's so, two of them. Yeah, right. And uh, so, so if you can find that i mean like that might make a cool christmas gift for a horror fan Mm -hmm. um i know that on the indigo website you can actually order it for like 30 bucks so i might do that soon um, because i've always wanted to to read them um stephen king and george romero do a forward uh for it um and uh yeah it's it's gonna be kind of sad seeing uh romero footage that we haven't seen before because i'm assuming he's gonna be interviewed a lot um you know, because obviously Romero's not with us anymore. Um, but uh, it should be a great documentary. I like I said, I've honestly been waiting for this since like 2011 when they dropped the trailer for it. So eight years later, we're get, actually getting to see this movie. It's crazy. So uh, yeah, so I can't wait for that. And uh, so everyone, go sign up for Shutter if you haven't already. Yes. Um, check out the Joe Bob Christmas. Um, check out anything else on shutter and then especially check out smoke and mirrors the tom savini documentary um and uh, with that that has been the third uh, episode of morbidly deceased i'm jt mccallum i'm evan delworth and have a spooky day